welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. This is your host, Lorraine Ball. And I like talking about myself, and today I'm going to talk with someone who can tell you how you can talk about yourself. My guest is Danielle Hughes, and she's back for a repeat performance. We had so much fun the first time. And she helps individuals and institutions develop their genuine personality brand, which allows you to own and embody your message, feel comfortable expressing it, and convey what makes you different from your competition so you can attract the right audience and repel the wrong one. And while she can't pull a rabbit out of her hat, she can hone your brand message, engage your audience, and deadlift you or your employees, but not at the same time. (laughs) That's irresponsible. And just in case you're curious, Danielle is available for office party tricks and accepts payments in bottles of Bordeaux. Danielle, welcome back. Thank you so much. I mean, I'm going to have you read my bio all the time. (laughs) You do such a good job. (laughs) It's fun. Your bio tells me a lot about who you are. It tells me about your professional approach, as well as gives me a little insight into who I'm going to be working with. And I'm guessing that's kind of what a bio should do. That's by design. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. You're, you know, I think your bio is obviously a way to convey your expertise, but it's also a way to tell someone this is who I'm going to be like to work with. And this is what our, you know, professional relationship is going to be like and give them a sense of who you are as a depth of a person, as opposed to just like a litany of tasks and accomplishments, because that Mm -hmm. doesn't help them start the conversation with you or get to know you in any way. Absolutely. You know, one of the things I like about your bio, I can visualize you as I'm reading it. I've never seen you, but I'm reading this. And I get a picture in my mind that a resume just doesn't give me. That is so true. And I think that's exactly, again, what we're, what I want to accomplish and what I help my audience and my clients with is how do you become a fully formed human on the page? Right. And the idea is that when somebody reads your bio and then they meet you or they have a conversation with you, it should be the exact same person. They shouldn't feel that there's a disconnect. They shouldn't feel like the words on the page were stiffer than the person that they're talking to or God forbid, vice versa, right? It's how much of your genuine self can you convey through words so that somebody feels like they already know you or they want to know you or they want to ask you a question. You know, anything in our bio, I always tell my clients, it doesn't have to be something that somebody will connect to because they do it. It could just be, huh, they said this and I'm intrigued by that and now I need to know more. And maybe we don't have shared hobbies. Maybe we don't have shared passions, but I have a place to start the conversation from. And now I want to know more. And now I want to get to know this person. Okay. So I'm all in. I want to have this kind of bio. How do I get started? (laughs) So the easiest way is to think about something that you love to talk about and something that you love to do. So when I talk about what I call personality brand, which is putting a little bit of yourself into your message versus personal, which is telling everybody all the things that are totally private, it's if you're in line at the bank or you're stuck in an elevator with someone and you have to have a conversation with them, what would you be willing to talk about? 
that you would get excited to share with them, that you would feel comfortable talking to them about and start there. So, you know, usually it's a hobby. It's something we love to do. It could be exercise. It could be food. It could be your culture. It could be cooking, movies, music. It doesn't matter. Gaming, whatever it is that when you talk about it, you light up. And, you know, to the point where people that know you are like, all right, enough already. Like, I can't hear it. I can't hear about it anymore. (laughs) Put a little blurb somewhere in there that just says, when I'm not doing my job, you can find me, blah, 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 whatever that is. Right. Awesome. Okay. So finding that one thing that is fun and interesting about you, what else should I keep in mind as I... I'm trying to encapsulate my entire life and professional career in 300 words or 200 words. So many things. So first of all, the about page or our bios are about us, but they're for them, meaning it's for your audience. So Mm -hmm. it should not be I, 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 I. It should be understanding why somebody might come to you and positioning yourself to be their savior, to uniquely solve their problem. So that's number one. Number two, everything you've ever done in your life is not relevant. It no longer serves you. And I like to say if we have our own company or if you're a freelancer or a solopreneur or an entrepreneur, you don't have to put things you don't want to do anymore either. So if you've done tasks or if you've had assignments previously and you never want to do them again, do not put them in your bio or on your resume. Focus on the things that you do want to do, that you're really good at, that you love doing, and shine a light on those things and figure out what is your narrative, like, because you get to control your story. So what do you want to share? What do you want people to know? And what's just not going to help you and help them? Giving me permission to omit parts of my life is incredibly powerful. I spent... 20 years in corporate and the fact that I can wave out, not wave it away, but yeah, I did that next move on and really focus on the part of my life that I enjoyed and gave me. And maybe there is something in my corporate life that was good. And I do want to talk about great, but there were a lot of jobs there. I didn't. So having the permission to not tell that is very cool. It's it's very um, powerful, like you said, and I think we all get so caught up in, my God, but like everything I've done has shaped me to this day. And it has, but it's also not relevant to, you know, what you've done, especially as you get older and you've had jobs for decades, your first 10 jobs are probably, unless you've worked at them for tons of years, are just not important. You know, you can also, if you really want to be whimsical, you could say, in case you care, I've also done X, Y, and Z and just kind of make a mention of it. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, most people, again, are looking for personality fit and talent fit and not the litany of bullet points on a resume or a bio that tell them everything that you've done in your life that are no longer relevant. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's good. You were able to hold down jobs. Next. (laughs) Exactly. And most of what you've held down in the past doesn't even exist today. So move on. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I have have a few of those. Yeah, correct. Okay. I'm going to have a bit of fun. I'm going to talk about some of the things in my life that, that were fun for me. And I'm going to cherry pick my history 
to really focus on what I want to do now. What else? And you're going to focus on your audience, right? And remember that, you know, your bio needs to speak to them and explain to them what it is about your experience that will help them with their needs. So I like to say you can open up your bio with a question or a statement, or it could be even your why. Like a lot of people I find realize that, oh my God, I've actually been doing what I've been doing for so long, since I was a kid, or I've always had a knack for X, or since I was six years old, I can remember. Tell your story, make it interesting. Remember that not everybody's gonna read everything, but that doesn't mean you can't make it long, but put the best juiciest parts at the top. And, you know, tell it in a way that's engaging, that's skimmable, right? We have to remember that people are going to glance. So if you could put little subheads, feel free to pepper in some bullets and don't shy away from those brag metrics. If you have increased engagement, if you've managed multi-million dollar accounts, if you've grown platforms, whatever, if you've gotten awards, those things are important and they should go in there for social proof. And... I like to say, if you are really, really averse to that, you can always do the humble brag, which is clients often say, or I've been told, and then there's a way for you to talk about how amazing you are in somebody else's words. You know, that's one of my favorites, being able to rely on other people to tell my story, because you're right, then then it doesn't feel like me bragging because somebody else has said it. Correct. And therefore, it must be true. It must be true. And <laughs> Speaking of things that must be true, I have to tell my audience that if you guys want to learn more about Danielle and all the things that she does, she's got a fabulous name for her website and business. It'll sound familiar. <laughs> it is morethanwordscopy.com. We were clearly sisters from different mothers at some point in our lives. Yes. But definitely go check it out and also look for Danielle's article in my upcoming book, More Than a Few Written Words. It'll be available on Amazon soon. Amazing. I'm sensing a theme. More than a few themes. More than a few themes. Yes, I love it. <laughs> Danielle, thanks again for being a part of the show. Thank you so much, Lorraine. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, if you would like to find other resources for your business, be sure to check out our digital toolbox. Invite a friend to listen to an episode of More Than A Few Words, and you can come back next week too. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.